Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Friday morning. Thank goodness it's Friday. <clears throat> Thank goodness I'm forgiven and praise the Lord that we get to serve him another day. He gives us another opportunity to start anew. And so whatever mistakes or whatever happened yesterday is now in the past and you got a brand new day to start over and do it right. And if you're like me, you'll probably screw up this day too. So... <laughs> But uh, at least we have the opportunity to do things better uh, nonetheless. Let's see what we got uh, watching this morning. We've got Miss Amy Oaks-Turner, Karen Smith, Hope Raider, Brandy Boyd-Young, Jennifer Honeycutt, Kelly Jeanette Swift. So I appreciate you wonderful people tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions. Well, let's go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning, Mike Hensley. See, he just popped in there. But, uh, you know, I always say this every morning, and it's true. We live in the greatest country in the world. Now, we are the most tolerant in the world. We are the least racist in the world. But uh, if you listen to the liberal left, you would think that we are just a, a horrible evil group of uh, white nationalist uh, uh, rednecks and you know it's just it's it's nauseating uh, to say the least I'm tired of this divide in our country I'm tired of uh, you know I don't care what color you are every single person has an opportunity to to make it you know like my grandfather always said excuses are made to serve the ones who make them and if you want to whine and cry and uh, say life is no fair and do nothing with your life that's on you ain't nobody owes you nothing but uh, if you want to work hard and make something of yourself, you can do it. And, uh, you know, uh, you look at somebody like Ben Carson, who was in poverty-stricken conditions, and, and see how he became a world-renowned surgeon. Uh, so you can't tell me in this country, uh, you know, that uh, this, uh, this whole race, um, critical race theory and bunch of baloney they've got going on out there, uh, trying to say that, he, uh, that even in our very laws is racist, is it baloney. But uh, uh, so everybody has an opportunity to try to make it, and uh, we're going to have to put aside this uh, division that we're having. And uh, you know, that's what makes you so mad about somebody like Crappernick out there running his mouth here. He's talking about how oppressed uh, he was. He was adopted by two white people and made it to the NFL. How many? What are the chances of, of anybody even making it to the NFL, much less the opportunities that he had? He's out there whining and crying, and he had uh, a life that people would kill to have. It's just all fallacy. And you got Biden up there running his mouth and uh, snapping at reporters because he's just an old, senile, grumpy old man. And uh, I've had it. You know, if, his, if it was uh, Trump doing that, oh, they'd, uh, their, their heads would have exploded. But for, for whatever reason, Biden gets a pass on everything. But it's interesting, all those who are crying and touting how horrible Trump is, hey, or they ain't said a peep uh, over all the atrocities and the craziness that biden's doing but i digress all right my friends that was my political rant for the day now let's get going on to god's word here hello debbie jackson sop and tracy little appreciate you tuning in as well all right let's look at this verse here we're gonna look at jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 before i formed you in the womb i knew you and before you were born i consecrated you i appointed you a prophet to the nations and that's jeremiah 1 5 you know my friends uh, you know, if you're if you get up early and watch the news like I do, 
you see that uh, they're going to do a march in Washington for the sanctity of life. You know, right before all this COVID stuff hit, I was going to do a, a local uh, march. I would actually sent out um, uh, hand-typed letters to all the area churches uh, to do a, um, a march through downtown Johnson City. Uh, uh, and uh, you know that I only got response from one church. I sent one uh, letter out to almost every church in the area, and only one person uh, down here at uh, Strong Tower, Ansel Presnell, he was the only one that responded back. I thought that was pretty pretty pitiful, uh, I'll be honest with you. You know, I, it's a sad thing. A lot of churches and pastors are very competitive, and uh, they're jealous of each other, and I don't get it. I don't understand it. We're all on the same page. To me, that's like the disciples, you know, being jealous of each other, the apostles being jealous of each other. To me, it is to work together to usher souls into the kingdom of heaven. Why the competition? You know, I don't think God's going to get up to heaven and God's going to say, oh, well, Matt, you only got five people saved, but this guy down here, he got ten people saved. So, you know, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But nonetheless, uh, the point I'm making is we need to understand how precious life is. And I think that's a problem with our society today is that because of abortion, uh, according to uh, the left, it's just a clump of cells that uh, is not a, a baby. But, uh, you know, it's bad enough to have abortion within a certain amount of time frame uh, in, within the woman's pregnancy. That's bad enough. They're still killing a child. It still has a heartbeat. They're killing a, uh, an individual. But now it has progressed, the evil has progressed to the point that now they can actually give birth. They can set the child in a room and the woman can decide if they want it to live or die. That's just, I mean, you, there's no way to describe it other than murder is all that this is. It's a matter of convenience uh, and uh, because the, the woman doesn't want the child. There's plenty of people who want to adopt. Now, I know that there are those out there who would want to say that, uh, well, what about the cases of rape? It is less than 1%. Uh, that uh, uh, that ever happens, that a woman's conceived a rape. Why? Because the, normally, because of the trauma, the woman's body will reject and almost do a self-type of abortion, if you will, and uh, it's hard to conceive. So it's very, very rare. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and even the cases of, of threatening the mother's life, again, is very rare. But nonetheless, uh, it's not the child's fault, even though that was heinous and horrible and tragic. I, I, you know, horrible to think of a woman being raped. But I've read and seen case after case of, of, of individuals who were a result of rape and they were grateful that they was not aborted and they were adopted and raised by good families. So there's no excuse for that. But see, when you start with that, when human life has no meaning, and then you, it's not far to make the next jump to euthanasia because then elderly people, they, society feels, has no use anymore and so therefore it's not, not a big stretch to say hey we need to, to save money on nursing homes and care for the elderly let's start uh, doing away with individuals at a certain age when they can no longer take care of themselves it's, it's, it's just a, a very small slippery slide to euthanasia and so therefore because of that we see that uh, the uptick in murders and crime rate and attacks on individuals because life has no meaning who cares look at new york at uh, the people that are being stabbed and killed and shot and attacked and you know why because god is out of the equation human life has no meaning so why do they care but you know we can look at god's words we was reading this morning in jeremiah 1 5 that God knew us even before we were formed in the womb. You know, we talk about the sanctity of life. And then we see in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, 
Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. You know, not only do we see that we are created in the image of Christ, uh, we are image bearers, if you will, of, of the Almighty God. And uh, uh, again, that should, uh, you know, when you understand what God has done, understanding what He sacrificed by sending His only Son to save us, that life has more meaning. But not only that, do we see that he, they created Him male and female? You know, I don't know if you all seen this or not. Hello, Pam Jones. Uh, if you've seen this or not, but uh, they said that uh, this is it's it's almost like comedy hour. It really is. They're going to make <laughs> they're going to make the animated M and M's the commercial with the M and M's uh, gender neutral. All right, <laughs> they they want to away with the girls' go go boots, and they want to make sure that uh, uh, the M and M's have uh, it's. It is insanity, people. It is insanity. You don't get to choose your own pronouns. You're born male or female. And if you think that you're something other than that, you are confused. All right? You are confused. And you need psychiatric help. You need help mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You need strong biblical counseling if you think you're something other than you're not. Again, it goes back to the term lycanthropy, uh, when the, the madness, uh, the, the illness to think you're something that you're not. And that's exactly what we're, we're coming at. It's because my point is, we are more made in God's image. Man wants to make, uh, wants to take God out of the equation and make an image of their own making, a hedonistic, a humanistic image that they want to create. And they want to pervert what God has done in, in, in the beautiful workmanship that he has created that has been perverted and being destroyed because man has turned his back on God. And so, again, all this works together with sanctity of life and the meaning and, and, uh, uh, of what God has created and how precious and special life is. But I want to read one more verse to you. I want to look at uh, Exodus 21, 22 through 25. Uh, 21, Exodus 22 through 25. says, When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fine, as the woman's husband shall impose him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. So in other words, if uh, God's worth saying that that baby is precious, and if, if that baby is harmed in some way, uh, and while it's in the womb, they can be charged for murder. And they, there are consequences to their actions they, that child is harmed in any way. God's word may not specifically point out abortion because abortion wasn't a thing then, obviously. But we can see time and again how precious uh, of, uh, that God marks that life. And even in the Old Testament, that these individuals should be punished if that child, unborn child is hurt in any way. You know, ladies, one thing we need to make sure then that we understand that even though we have a strong stand against abortion, there are those out there who have believed that lie. And uh, you, uh, you've you heard the stories of women who've had abortion who deal with a lot of heavy guilt and conviction and, and may have even woke up hearing babies crying in the night. It torments them because of, of, of the decision that they've made. If you know someone like that, have compassion. Have pity. Don't look down on them. Don't be discouraging to them. Show them Jesus. Let them understand they can be forgiven and that Jesus loves them and that he wants them to, 
to come be a part of his family. And so that's one thing we need to make sure. You know, don't look your nose down at somebody. Now, obviously, it was some radical left-wing nut, just like you see in Hollywood, who are actually celebrating their abortions. That is disgusting and sick beyond measure. But those outside of that who may be suffering, who made a bad decision, let them know, hey, you come to church. Jesus still loves you, and Jesus can still forgive you, and Jesus can still redeem you. Show compassion to somebody like that because they might have messed up, but let them know that they can still be forgiven and be a part of God's family. Because sometimes you can make a choice uh, so heinous you feel like that there's no way God would ever accept you or bring you in, that nobody would ever love you or or uh, think of anything, think you're less than worthy of anything. So we need to make sure we still show that compassion and love. But at the same time, my friends, we got to take a take a strong stand against those things that would destroy an innocent child. I get sick of hearing my body, my choice. No, that body is separate. Even though it's inside of you, that is still a different, a completely, entirely different person other than you. And, uh, you know, so we need to make sure that uh, we promote that, uh, that we understand how precious life is and not take it for granted. There's a chance I've heard that Roe v. Wade could be uh, overturned to a certain degree. Let's hope and pray so. And I blame Christians for that. They were asleep at the wheel in the 70s. They allowed this to be pushed through. And again, we see Christians asleep at the wheel, not only with abortion, with alternative lifestyle choices. And uh, Christians are too worried about uh, the affirmation of the world, too worried about what other people think, instead of standing for what is right and true of the Word of God. So let us stand on our convictions of Jesus Christ. Let us preserve what is holy and right. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light in the world of darkness, my friends. And it's time we stand up and we stand true and we let the world know that, hey, we're not going to tolerate evil. You know, that's all you hear anymore is tolerate. You know, we, we need to show more toleration of this or what. We don't tolerate evil, all right? We show kindness, we show love, but we don't tolerate those things that are contrary to the word of God. So, my friends, we need to start being as bold as lions, as God's words tells us. And we need to start standing up for those things that are right, holy, and honorable in God's sight. So, let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your blessings and your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us as Christians to stand strong and to stand true and to stand against those things that are wrong morally, ethically, spiritually. Lord Jesus, help us to stand on your holy word and stand true to our convictions. Lord, help people to understand how precious life is. And Lord, I pray that you will have mercy on those who have made those wrong decisions, that they'll come to know you before it's too late. And Lord, for anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you'll be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching and listening this morning, that you watch over, protect them, keep them safe and well. Lord, be with my little girl and my son as they're going to school and work today and keep them safe. Lord, I will lift up our dear brother in Christ, Tony Peters, and Lord, I pray that you will strengthen him, that you'll encourage him, that you'll guide the doctor's hands, and Lord, just help him bring him to full and complete health. Lord, be with so many that I've seen on social media who have lost loved ones, and uh, whether it's coronavirus related or what, Lord, there's a lot of people that's dealing with a lot of pain and void. And Lord, I pray that you'll fill that void. And Lord, I pray that you'll be their sister in Christ, Ginger Hood, and uh, so many others who are offering prayer requests each and every day. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with us all. And Lord, help us to serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Well, my friends, I appreciate you all tuning in and watching this morning. And uh, just remember uh, how precious life is. And let's make sure that we're doing what is right in God's eyes. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want, um, you know, even though I, I, I stand true and strong against abortion, homosexuality, but when you meet, you know, on a, on a, I guess I should say on a corporate level, I'm a little more aggressive, I guess, on my own social media post because I get aggravated at the, at the agenda that's being pushed upon us. But on an individual level, let's make sure we are speaking the truth in love and that we show compassion. We're not, we're not watering down. We're not, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying to um, sugarcoat what God's Word says by no stretch of imagination. But make sure that you, when you approach or talking to someone who are battling things, that you're showing them Jesus, that you want to draw them to the light. But at the same time, standing true to what God's Word says. See, there's a fine line. A lot of people, they think that in order to show love, they have to compromise. We don't compromise on nothing. So just keep that in mind. And let's make sure we're out there witnessing and ministering and showing Jesus. Well, my friends, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And don't forget to join us at Fountain Life Bible Church, 118 Julie Lane, 1045 a.m. And uh, my sermon title is The Next Phase of Life. So be sure and come on out and join us. And then uh, 6 p.m. Sunday evening, online only, we'll dive into God's Word and see where it takes us. But uh, uh, thank you, Amy. She said you can love the sinner but hate the sin. This is very true. Appreciate that. So anyway, hope everybody has a great day today. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? <laughs> because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.